Sunday, 3.43. So I paid a tribute earlier to Brother Benjamin. Because, again, when we first connected back in... It was 2020, I believe. So when I started this podcast was the end of the year 2020. And he's going through a lot right now, you know. He's celebrating but mourning at the same time the life of a wonderful woman. Mother, wife, grandmother, sister, aunt. He lived to be 103. You know, you know that's a milestone. How many people can get up to that? You'd be lucky enough if you make it to a senior citizen and you say to yourself, well, there's a possibility that I can. I've always wanted to know, we'll get into the minds of people. You know, I've talked about my life. It's an open book. But there are certain things I cannot talk about with all of you. Because again, I'm living my life as if I'm in a as if I'm in a made for TV movie there is again one movie I'm watching called Before Birth it's a story about a man who's trying to figure out who his father is and he finds out that his father that he thought was his father wasn't his mother's hiding some type of a secret and he confronts her and she finally tells him But there was a scene before that where he came home from work and he was calling out for his wife. He couldn't find her. And then when he did come upon her, she was dead. And then he was sitting in the bar with his secretary. And then that that phrase that kind of hit close to home, parallel to my own life in my early 20s when I lost my father, came close to home. It was real. He said, you strive so hard to become a man to make something out of your life. And when you fall in love and find someone, they die. Or you even, yeah, when you find someone to love, they die. It's true though. Again, yes, movies sometimes are not real, but it could be based off of someone's real life. And I think that that movie parallels my life. Coincidence, because that movie was made in the uh, I would believe, I would like to say early to mid-2000s, or maybe a little after. And I look at my life back in the early 90s, and I lost my father. Every time I got close to my family members or to people that I had a connection with, a close connection with, I don't know, they passed away from an illness. I'm scared of that. I mean, I will admit it to you. Someone you know has an illness of some sort. You don't know whether they're going to get better. Yes, you could say your prayers and you can pray to God for a miracle. I wanted my father to be alive. And then when I had that premonition two years earlier, I said to myself, did I cause his death? Just from those dreams that I had? Now, a lot of people think, are you out of your mind? Why would you even say that? Well, because I didn't want to have those premonitions. But in my dream, it was always the same dream. He passed away, we went to pay our respects, but we didn't know what he died from. Then two years later, he's diagnosed with lung cancer and the lung cancer is so far gone, they can't save his life. He passed away at a very young age. And I wonder, did I contribute to that? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh my God, has she lost her mind? No, 
But I question these things. Again, we have to deal with death. It's a part of life. It's something that you cannot escape. It can't be like in fantasy land where, yeah, okay, somebody passes away and then they come back in the form of a ghost, but they're speaking to you. Now, let's be honest here. You lost someone. And say one night you're sleeping in bed and you wake up and you think you see someone from your, you know, your loved one standing at the foot of the bed. Wouldn't you be scared? Now, I told my sister this, and we had this conversation. I said to her, I wouldn't be scared. If my parents came back for a visit, I'd welcome them. She goes, you wouldn't be afraid because ghosts don't speak. They'll just stare at you. I'm like, maybe. But they're your parents. Why would you be afraid? of? But they wouldn't be coming back to you the way they were. They would be in a different form. Maybe. I don't know if I would be afraid. Because, again, it's been a long time since I've seen my father and my mother. And if I saw them together, again, I would welcome them with open arms. I would want to spend quality time with them, give them a hug and a kiss. Of course, if I went near them, my hands would go right through. Then you know that they're not real. But I still wouldn't be scared. My mother comes down to me in a dream and I talk with her and I tell her all the things that's going on in my life. I'm about to have a job and I have someone that I love. And we're going to have a future together. We're going to be happy. That's what she wants to hear. She doesn't want to hear depression. She doesn't want to hear blame. She doesn't want to hear sadness. She wants me to be happy. That was her one last wish before she closed her eyes. But I asked her and I wanted to know because I have conflict and turmoil going inside of me. And I saw her that very last time before. I didn't know that she was going to pass that time. I asked her, Mom, do you forgive me? She goes, what do you mean? Do you forgive me for not... for bringing you to the hospital? Because I thought there was a chance that we could save you. She goes, daughter, I forgive you. Why would you... Why are you going back to that time? What's done is done. Mom, I wanted to give you a proper, a proper goodbye. A peaceful, serene, beautiful goodbye the way Daddy had. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It was painful. They brought you to a hospital. They tried to revive you. And they brought you back to life temporarily. And then saw you lying on the table with your eyes halfway open. Mom, I miss you. I miss you too. I wish you were here. I wish you were here to see what's going on in my life, to see that I'm growing as a woman. And I want you to rejoice in my happiness, and I want you to be happy. But I feel like I've disappointed you. I don't want to disappoint you. I love you too much. I just think that... I just love you so much. She goes, I love you too. But now you need to make a life with this man. You need to go out there and you need to make me proud of you. I'm already proud of you. You got that job. I know. She was happy when I told her I had the job. She was also happy that I told her I had somebody special in my life. I told her, I want you to be there to meet him. To love him the way I do. That's what I want. I want to do, and I still plan on doing, a DNA search. I want to find out 
about my family. I want to find out about my father, my father's family, and my mother, especially my mother's father, my grandfather, who I never knew, because of the stories I'm hearing. Now, this is a story that I didn't even know. I found out that my mother's aunt was having a little thing going on with her father, an affair. How shameful is that? This was a man that just did not want to be a man and take control of the situation that they were in at the dark time of their lives, taking over, taking care of his wife and his family through depression. No, he had to have that little romance going on with a member of the family. Do you know how shameful that is? Now, I think to myself, if I do a DNA search and I dig up my family tree, I want to know more about who he was as a man. What kind of a man was he? And why did he do what he did? See, now my mother loved my father. Loved, I'm sorry, loved her father. Because again, despite the fact that he did that to his family, she still loved him. I said, Mom, how do you love someone that number one, walked out on all of you, and number two, had an affair, cheated on your own mother to your aunt. That's really shameful. I don't, I don't understand that. See, I don't understand how people can cheat. Think about relationships. You pour your heart out to someone. I, for one, stay faithful and loyal to the person that's in the per- person that's in my life. Because I don't want to go through that whole process where if you're going to hurt someone, you're really going to hurt them by cheating on them, by being dishonored. When you find someone you truly love, you hold on to them. I've been hurt many times in my life. I can't take that type of pain anymore. I've given my heart to the people that I've loved. And in the past, what have they done? They've taken my heart and shattered it in millions of pieces. And you wonder why. Is it me? Was I the one who made the choice? Now, a lot of the times, family members said, Oh, you always pick these men. Where do you find these men? I don't know. See, in my thinking is, when you truly love someone, you love them for them, you love each other, you create a wonderful life together, and you don't let anyone or anything come between the both of you because if your love is that strong, it will survive anything. Love is a powerful drug that people want, but some people can't get. It's not that difficult, and you really don't have to look too far to find someone. But you got to understand something. You can't tell me that you can make it in this world on your own without love. If you close your heart off, you're going to miss out on so much. My mother said that to me. How many times she said when she was alive that she saw me go through broken hearts. She didn't like it. She goes, I don't want my daughter to be miserable. I want to see her happy. I said, Mom, I am happy, but I don't have any friends. And again, it's hard for me to be a part of it in a world where rejection is more so. I can't fit in anywhere. I try, but I just, I have a hard time. I mean, okay, you think, okay, I have a job I go to and I work and everything, but it's not the same. It doesn't have the same pull. I like to see myself go out there into the public eye 
and just kind of speak to people. You know, talk about my life experiences, my story. What makes you you? What makes you shine? What brings joy and happiness to you? Can you think of one thing? Sure, I can. The love of my life. I don't have to even think twice. He is what makes me to be a true woman, and in his eyes, I, I really love him. Nowadays, it's hard to find someone that has those qualities, the same ideas, the same beliefs that you have. You think the the same things. You have the same things in your thoughts. You're both alike in that sense, and that's a good thing. But I've been hurt so many times in my life. I can't take the pain anymore. Pain is too much for me. And I've always said that I would never ever hurt anybody that I love. I've actually came close to losing someone that I truly loved a long time ago. Sad, you know. When you seal with heartbreak, it's really difficult to come back to earth or come back to life. People hurt people out of vindictiveness and spite. Why? You know, love is a beautiful emotion. Love is not supposed to hurt. Love is not supposed to hate. Love is just. How do I explain this to you? When you have the knowledge and the wisdom to know, there's somebody out there who truly, truly loves you and understands you and wants to be a part of your life, and you're a part of theirs. You can make magic together. You can create. You could build. You could. You could grow together. You can learn from each other. Do you know? It's been a long time since I found my soulmate. A lot of people think, "Oh, it happens overnight." I went through three failed relationships, and they were very toxic to me. They treated me like poison. They treated me as if I didn't matter, and I felt like, "Wow, is this what it's all about?" So I took a little bit of a, a break from it, but I was lonely. I didn't like being alone, and I didn't have anybody I could talk with. You know, yeah, you have family. Oh, wow, wonderful. Family is wonderful, but it's not the same thing. People seem to think that your family understands you. Well, if they understood me, then we wouldn't be having a discussion and argument every time. You know, again, I like to fall back on friends. Friends. Friends are not easy to come by. Everybody I know has all these people they associate with in their life. Again, my phone doesn't ring, doesn't have notifications from anybody. The only person that I talk with is my loved one. Again, I love him so much, but I don't want to bother him as much. I always feel like, you know, he has his life and he's busy, and I have mine. But I don't mind hearing from him. I just love him so much. I love him so much. I tell him that every single day, so that he knows. I want him to know that, and want him to know how I feel. It's very rare to find someone that you've been searching for all your life, and a part of me thinks I have been searching for him. I've been searching for him, but he doesn't even know it. Does that make sense to you? You know. My mother said to me, "You are such a beautiful young woman. You're a beautiful woman with a beautiful name. And some lucky man is going to come into your life, and he's going to love you for you. He's going to cherish you 
treat you like a queen, honor you, respect you, just love you. And you're going to take it. And anything he gives to you that comes from his heart, you are going to take it. Do you understand? You're going to say thank you. You're not going to analyze it. You are going to say thank you. Thank you is powerful words. I'd rather have somebody tell me I thank you than I'm sorry. Because sometimes when you say I'm sorry, it doesn't have as much meaning as the words thank you. You know, forgiveness. Everybody says, can you forgive? You can forgive over time. You can forgive and forget. But it all depends on what it is you're forgiving. There are some things that I could not forgive. You know, my ex has put me through hell, through pain. I can't forgive them for that. And they said hurtful things when my mother was gone. I couldn't forgive them for that. And I thought to myself, now I can open up my heart to somebody new. And he's the only man that I truly love. The only man I want to build a life with. The only man who makes me smile. The only man who brings out the best in me. I really believe that me and him have something wonderful together. Something great. I just miss him so much. Every time I hear his voice, I light up with a smile. When I see his beautiful texts, they just warm my heart. When I see a picture of him or a video, I just melt. I just love him. That, that's how much I would do so much. I would sacrifice my life for him. I just love him. He's consummate at what he does. But I can't tell you what he does for a living because it's, it's not the type of time. Let's just say that we compliment one another. We compliment each other. We love each other with such intensity, such power, such force. That I, for one, cannot make my life without him. I love him too much. I just love him too much. You know, love itself is a beautiful emotion, and everybody should be in love. Everybody should have a part of that love. Not many people can honestly say that they love you. They gotta truly, it has to come out willingly and flowingly. I love you. When you say it more times with meaning, that's when it really makes a difference. But again, the true test of love is when you're face to face, when you can physically touch each other, hold each other, kiss one another, just love each other. Be there for each other, support each other, cherish one another, be loyal, be faithful. Why can't people be like that? I look at relationships and I think, why do people have a hard time saying the words, saying those words, why? When you know it's the right person, when you know it's the right person, whether man or woman, you'll know it in your heart. No amount of love is worth it. What I mean to say is no amount of material things are worth it. Love is a beautiful emotion. Again, everybody should be in love. Everybody, I don't care who you are. And if you tell me that you're happy being on your own without love, no, I don't believe it. There were many times in my life when I thought that I would never ever find true love. I always thought that I was a broken soul, a broken angel with broken wings who couldn't find her way back, who couldn't fly back up to the top. I couldn't soar anymore because my wings kept getting clipped or someone would just tear them off. But now I've realized that you can't open up your heart again. 
let your heart be open. Don't go through life with a closed heart. Again, you will miss out on so much if you do. You look at the people around you, they've accomplished so much. You know, when I was younger, I was jealous of all the people that I went to school with. They married their high school sweethearts, they had families, they lived a beautiful life. And I was looking from the outside in, trying to figure out, will that happen for me? My life was chaotic and turmoil. There were times when I thought suicide might be the way to go. Because again, what do I have to look forward to? You see, that's the mentality that I had when I was a young woman. Because everybody that I lost in my life, I was like I left alone. I couldn't deal with my emotions. I couldn't deal with anything. I was going crazy, trying to figure out, why is this happening to me? Do I deserve to be alone in this world? Do I deserve to be treated in this manner, in this way? But you ask yourself this question. Why do you put the blame on yourself? You're a far beautiful person with a heart of gold who understands the plight of others, who understands emotions, who understands what all of you are going through. I'm sure you've suffered from heartbreak. We all have. We all suffer from heartbreak. We all suffer from pain. We all suffer from loss. We all suffer differently. But knowing the knowledge and the wisdom that we can get through it. Why? The human spirit can't be broken. No one can break you unless you let them break you. So there's a difference. You let someone come into your heart and they take your heart and they smash it. That's on you, not on the. Well, then again, then you say to yourself, well, how can it be my fault? Because you let them hurt you. Love does not hurt. It doesn't. Now, I've heard of people hurting themselves because over someone, the way they were treated, and you think, I deserve to be hurt. No, you don't. You deserve to be loved. I looked at my mother and father as a prime example of the beautiful love story that they had. And if I can go back and I could just replicate their love story, I would love to do that. Just go back in time. You know, they've come a long way from where they grew up. And they both have that thing in common where they grew up together, not together in the same household. No, because my father was with his family, my mother was with her family, but they got through it. When I said to all of you, poverty is not a taboo word, it's just a word. But again, poverty and poor are not the same, two different definitions. If you ask me, what does poverty mean to you? Well, poverty is how my father and mother grew up. They had nothing. They lived in a home where there wasn't enough room for everybody. I mean, my mother came from a family of five and my father came from a family of four. And they had to make do with what they had. There was no heat, no electricity, no running water, very little clothes, very little food. But they had to go out there and grow up as children in that area. I'm sorry, grow up as grown-ups in Depression-era times. If you can put yourself into their shoes, you'd understand. I look at everything through my parents' eyes to see what kind of a life, what kind of a struggle they had to go through. Now, they could have easily given up. The family could have said, hey, we can't do this. We're not gonna do this. We're just gonna, we're just gonna give up. But they didn't. When you have children, when you have children, you will understand. Because again, 
You want to make a good life for your children. You want to give the best life that you can. And when you come through some type of, of, of uh, depression, recession, some type of crisis, you have to stand tall and strong and show your children we can get through anything if we stand together as a family united. You know, a lot of children, again, look to, to grown-ups as role models. Now, you want to be a positive role model to your children and say, look, we can get through this together. We will not give up. And then again, you think of the children that, and I look at children from poorer countries that don't have nothing. They don't own anything. They don't have something that they could be proud of. Well, this is where I come in. I come in and I give them all the things that I have. Because to me, they have no meaning. To a child, it's a valuable thing. You ever see a child light up when you give them something? They get so happy. A little girl, you give her a doll. A little boy, you give him a toy truck or whatever. They're happy because they've never had that in their life. Then you look at the families. You want to give the family something too. A place to call their own. A beautiful house. Food on the table. Decent education. Clothes. Everything and anything. Because it makes you feel good. And it puts a big smile on your face. Hey, look, I've done my duty. Now I'm going to continue doing this for every family that I come across. Because I don't want to see anybody suffer. Why should people have to give in to darkness? Give, give up on life? Life has so much to offer all of us. We should be living in a world where it's peaceful and it's beautiful and sunshine and warmth. And children could go out and play and not have a care in the world. If you look at your childhood, and let's compare your childhood with how your parents grew up. Difference. There's a big difference. But then again, I look at my father and mother and us girls, and we weren't rich at all. We lived comfortably. My father provided a really good life for all of us because he didn't want to grow up. He didn't want us to grow up with how he and he and my mother grew up. And I, and I think to myself, and I feel bad in the situation that they grew up in, they just had very little to next to nothing. They just, but they got by, they didn't give up. Now, you know what holds a family together through crisis and through anything for that matter? Love. Love is a powerful drug. It's addicting. Love. Ask yourself this wonderful question if you can. You're lucky enough to have someone in your life that you truly love, that you want to build a life with, you want to create life with, you want to make magic with, you want to grow old with. So that's why my mother and father had a long, happy marriage, filled with love, happiness, sacrifice. Does my father, if I saw my father's hands versus someone else's hands, my father's hands tell a story. What do your hands tell? Do you ever look at the hands of someone? They're beaten and weathered. That's from years of hard work and sacrifice, but in the end, you get your just rewards. That's how you make it in this world, through hard work, perseverance. You push yourself to the limits, but you can't push yourself anymore, but you're doing it because you're saying, I'm doing this for my family because I want them to have the best of everything. Like me, I'm a very giving woman. When it comes to children, hey, I will give and give and give until I cannot give anymore. I don't want to see children suffer. I don't want to see anybody suffer for that matter. Like when I was a little girl, I couldn't ask my father for anything. But he gave out of his heart, and that's the good thing about having a father like him. You didn't have to ask for anything, he gave it. He would go out and buy us things, you know, 
buy us whatever we wanted from the store. He bought my sisters all the stuff. Every time they saw something on television, oh yeah, my mother said your father would come home with all these toys. I felt like we lived in a toy store because my father was a generous giving man, a hard worker, someone who I admired and respected, but again, that bond that we had broke and every time I got close to someone, it hurt. I didn't want to lose someone in my life through illness. Death is just hard, very hard, but you can get through it. They always say celebrate the person who was once here on this earth. Celebrate their life, celebrate their accomplishments, celebrate them as a human being. Not everybody, every one of us has a story to tell. We will leave a legacy behind for our children to carry on the legacy. I knew this person when. You ever like, and I don't want to be morbid, you ever go into a cemetery and looked at someone's plaque? Here lies, and then they'll have this whole big, like, long paragraph of who this person was to them in life. Have it displayed on the plaque. They could have done something wonderful for other people. They could have accomplished so many things in life. And then when you look at the eulogy of a person, when you do the eulogy of someone who was once alive, you reflect on all the good. You don't think about the bad, because then you'll never get through your sorrow and your grief. So you say to yourself, I have to think of the good. What did they do for me? How did they inspire me? How did they shape me? What, did, what lessons did I learn from them? So my mother and father were wonderful teachers. Both of them were just smarter than the average person. But they didn't even have an education. They didn't have a, a college education or a high school education. They didn't have any type of education. They were smart and they were knowledgeable. And you ask yourself, well, how do you learn about life? Well, you learn about life through experiencing life's struggles and obstacles. That's what you do. Not by sitting in a classroom and having some stupid teacher teach you. A, I'm sorry. Did I say stupid? A boring teacher, professor teach you about things that you couldn't possibly use in your everyday life. All the subjects that we learn in school, are we really going to apply them to the real world? No. Now, unless, of course, you're a doctor, engineer, scientist, yes. But if you're not any of those and you're in an industry where you don't need to have all of that, you go out and you experience life. You make life for you. You make life for you. You do things for you. I always have said this. The people who like you will stand beside you. The people who know you will stand beside you. The people who give off the positive vibes, the people who support you will be always there for you. But then you ask yourself this question. How do I attract people to me? Be yourself. Just be yourself. Show them who you are and don't be afraid to get your feet wet. Jump out there with both feet. Show them who you are. You may have sudden fear when you introduce yourself. You ever go up to make a speech and you introduce yourself and the room gets quiet? People want to know more about you. So start talking about something that you're familiar with and just talk as if you're talking to a family member, a friend, a colleague, whatever. Don't think of them as strangers in the audience. Then pretty soon you will get comfortable. And when it comes time for questions and they see how knowledgeable you are, then that's when that true persona comes out in you. And they say, oh my God, he or she knows so much about this. Like me, if I told you the stories of my life, 
and you ask me questions about what I went through with, you know, my cancer, how did I deal with certain situations in my life? I went through so much in my lifetime and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Every day we learn, no matter what age and stage we are in our life, we're constantly learning. We're constantly giving back. We're constantly learning about life and about situations and people. Now think about that. If you ask yourself this question, if you can answer this question, who inspires you in your daily life? Who do you look up to? I say I look up to my late parents, but I also look up to myself. But sometimes I amaze myself. Sometimes I think that I didn't know I can do that. Like, you know, everyone has a hidden talent that they never thought they had, but once they come out with it, wow, I didn't know you could play an instrument. I didn't know you could paint. I didn't know you could cook. You'd be amazed. Now, you got to try. If you don't try, you're never going to know what you can and can't do in life. You know, sometimes when you're in school, they push you to, say, play a musical instrument. I have a recorder upstairs that I had that is my very own and I still have it from the fifth grade. I have a keyboard that I would love to master. I'm still trying to figure out how to play it, but it'll come in time. And I also want to learn how to paint, maybe be an artist, make a picture, a portrait, it could just be about anything. You'd be surprised how many people have creativity running through their brains. Think about that. We're creative in many different ways. You have people smart, book smart. I think I'm a little bit of both though. Then I know how to talk about my life and tell a story. My friend next, one of my friends, my LinkedIn contacts said, you're such a good narrator. You should think about doing like a video a video anthology or a web series. Or maybe even when you do your documentary, just we want to listen to your voice as you tell the story as it's being played out. That's a possibility. Well, whatever I do in my life, I'm doing it for the good of others, to help other people get through the most difficult times of their life, to get through situations, to get through crisis, to get through everything and anything that they're going through at this very moment. Because again, life is short. Life is short. Life is, is sometimes can be complicated, sometimes it can be sweet. Sometimes it could be painful. Just the people that you hang around with in your life make a difference. Who are your mentors? Who are your teachers? Who's your inspiration? You ever ask yourself that question? Who is your inspiration? Who makes you want to go out there and achieve your goals and your dreams? If you ask this question, you're not going to get the answer you're going to get, right? I think deep down inside, we know what the answers are. My greatest are my late parents, but I also admire myself sometimes. Now, I was depressed at one point. I'm still going to continue conversations with Aphrodite because there's a lot of things that you don't know about me. Now, people have asked me questions to who is Aphrodite? If I put up a post on LinkedIn, I want to know if anybody would could answer. Fill in the blank. Who is Aphrodite? Who is she to you? How do you know her? How has she shaped you? Has she helped you out in any way? You know, has she, what has she done for you? If you ask that question, you can come out with a simple answer, a serious answer, an answer that, hey, me and you can come up with. Because again, life is too short to be thinking about what could happen. Make your dreams a reality. Go out there and 
be all that you can be. Be, be you. Be you. Show the true you. Show your true self. If you ask yourself, well, who is she to you? Has she helped you? Yes. By listening to her podcast, she's inspired many people. She's helped so many people. Now, you know, part of me wants to do more because I think just with the power of my voice. Now, the power of your voice does heal. Next time you go to church, listen to someone preach. Listen to someone make a speech. Listen to how they, they talk. Body language says it. I always say that if you're in love with someone, all you got to do is just really stare at someone. Really look into the windows of their soul. The eyes are the windows to your soul. The eyes are a mirror to your soul. That's how I see it. The eyes are a mirror to your soul. Look deep inside a person and really look at them. Study them. Find out who they're all about. You don't even have to say words. Just your emotions will start pouring out. So I say to all of you, stay strong, be positive, love yourselves, never give up. Never give up on you. Be a, be a better version of yourself. And if you need to impress anybody, you really don't. Just be yourself. Because really, in the end, it's not going to make a difference. People are going to like you. People are not going to like you. But the ones that do like you and the ones that will stand up with you are the ones that will be with you. Those are the ones that will stand beside you. Remember that. So God bless all of you. Have a great week. Again, be strong. Be faithful. Be loyal. Love yourselves. Be yourselves. God bless all of you. Take care.